I feel like, I feel like, now correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I feel like this is like the fifth time in a row I have been eating soup. <laughs> I well, think it's more like the 12th or 13th. Because uh, you, you, you eat a lot of soup. Like, okay. Consistently eat a lot of soup. I do. Yeah. Soup is my favorite food type. Which is concerning for Why? the health and well-being of you and also our friendship. Why? Because <laughs> who the fuck eats soup all the time? Me! <laughs> <laughs> that's not helping your case. You're the only person I've met that's like, yeah, soup. Soup all the time. Soup, Soup's the best. Soup, like wonton soup, uh, bumbo whey. Um, what did I say? Wonton soup, bumbo whey. <laughs> yeah. Chicken, chicken, chicken noodle soup. Eh. Um, New England clam chowder. Eh. Um um chicken and, chicken and wild rice soup i make uh, my own like chicken noodle soup like all the fucking time i know you do you eat an obscene amount of soup it's concerning it's <laughs> concerning ta- taco soup i love I mean, I soup. Do like taco soup yeah taco soup's pretty good it's more a stew than anything though because it's, it's a stew chunky. and then you and then you just get like a bag of fritos and you dump and that you shit eat them yeah, yeah see, you- that's good. I like crunchy stuff, but I also, d- it's, I'm also one of those weird people that I'm not even really a huge fan of, like, cereal and milk. Like, I put my cereal in my bowl, like, a little bit, and then a tiny bit of milk, and then eat it because I don't want my cereal to get soggy. Like, I don't even like cereal and milk that much. Because you like the crunch? Yeah. Yeah, for a long time, like, growing up, I wouldn't mix them together. I would have a cup of milk, and I would have my dry-ass bowl of cereal, and I would eat my cereal and drink my milk. Okay. Like, I wouldn't even put them together. Okay, now our friendship is under distress. Because Told you. Of, because of whatever the fuck that is. What? <laughs> you do know yeah. you do know you can take, like, oyster crackers, right? You know what oyster crackers are? Yes. Okay, you yeah. can just put those in your soup as you, like, take bites, and that's how you get your crunch in your soup. Uh, yeah technically but also eh, that's a lot of crackers to eat a whole ass bowl of soup (laughs) (laughs) okay at any rate before i before we gotta get this recorded because holy shit it's been a week it's been a week it's been a fucking time all right so story time tell me have i ever ever told you the story about my dad and the wheat thins no okay but i would love to hear let me tell you the story about my dad and my in and wheat thins and this is everyone's in for a treat because this is my all-time favorite story about my dad because this, this encapsulates my father to a t okay give me okay you ready all right so yeah. once upon a time in a magical land far far away when i was in like i don't know like sixth seventh eighth grade i was young yeah i got like i got sick real bad i got real bad sick i was like vomiting okay all the time nauseous sick and my parents never took me to the doctor which now that i'm thinking about that that was really fucked up um they just left me home and was just like eat ginger ale and crackers we can't afford to take you to the doctor so it was like a week i was out of school for a week i was really fucking sick jesus yeah so anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna uh put that off to the side and pretend like i never thought about that so anyways (laughs) i'm I'm recovering a little bit but i'm i was i've been stuck in the house for a week and i remember the iron giant was on marathon hell yeah and i cried 
Yep. Because I watched it. No, 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 no. Because I watched it five times. It was on back to back to back to back to back on Cartoon Network. And I got so, I actually, I love that movie, but I fucking hate that movie because I watched it so many times in a row. I just started crying. Like I remember like later in the day, I was like sobbing and like falling off the couch because I was so incredibly bored because Iron Giant was on all day long. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it didn't feel good. So that didn't didn't help. Right. So anyways, um, I'm stuck in the house. My dad comes home and he doesn't really know what to do with me. And I don't know what to do with myself. And we're just kind of like this awkward, like, like roommates. Like we're like doing like awkward roommate bullshit, which is weird because I'm a child. So he comes out and he's like, hey, I got to go pick up your brother from lacrosse practice. Do you want to like come along? Like do you want some fresh air? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. So at this point, the only thing that I could eat is like crackers. So my dad got me wheat thins. Right. Yeah. So I like get my blanket and I grab my box of Wheat Thins crackers and I jump in the truck and it was a Ford, mm-hmm. a little black Ford F-150, just a bench, bench seat mm-hmm. for all of us, right? So I'm sitting in the bench. I've got my Wheat Thins. I'm on one side of the, of the bench and he's, he's driving. He's yeah. whatever. So we're going down. I'm not saying much. I'm not saying much. I'm not doing much. I'm like really sick. So I'm all cathartic. Help me. What's that word? lethargic lethargic thank you yeah i don't know why i, I thought that you. started with a c but because you're thinking cathartic there which we go is not the same <laughs> okay thank you so anyways, i got you so i've i've learned as i got older my dad hates when i'm upset but he doesn't he doesn't he's not productive in helping me feel better he just yells at me to that I should just stop being sad, and I'm like, you're fucking making it worse. <laughs> you don't know how emotions work, <laughs> right? Bless him. He doesn't know how emotions work. So at any rate, so he, I, I know now that I'm thinking about it, I know he was like really struggling that I was sick all yeah. week, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and he's so, like, I want to make you feel better. How do I do that? So this is what this motherfucker does. Are you ready? Oh no, we're di- driving down the street. I'm just zoning out. I got my box of wheat thins, and then I goes, hey. Let me see. Let me see, let me see that box of wheat thins, and I'm like, the oh, no. fuck. So I, I hold it over, and he 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 reaches and he grabs a wheat thin, and he's like, roll down your window. What? And I went, what the fuck? So I'm like, okay, and I roll down the. It's a crank, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. You can't see the motion that I like, but I'm cranking <laughs> down the window with my hand. You literally right now. made the hand crank motion. Yeah, I did. Crank the window down. Roll the <laughs> roll the window down is what he always said. Roll the window down. Roll the window down. I'm like, what the fuck is he about to do? What is he doing? Now this man. Is a Catholic man, straight out of the sixties. Okay, this man means yeah. business. He's a mover and a shaker. He's a he's a getter. Let's talk and more more getting it done kind of man. Okay, like okay, all right, yeah. yeah and then yeah, he yeah. proceeds to make. They're probably not politically correct, and they're probably culturally insensitive and whatever. And I, I identify that. But for the sake of the story, we're, I'm just going to tell you what he did. So you can come at me later okay. for it. But you know, whatever. Yeah. He puts. The wheat thin in his in between his fingers like a ninja oh, no. star. <gasps> yep. Yep, that's okay. All right. And he starts going, Oh. Oh no. And I'm like, where the f- is he just about to whip this? Like, what the fuck? And he whips this cracker out the window, <laughs> trying to hit a jogger on the road. Of course, me being the little law-abiding citizen that I am, I'm like, "What are you doing? You can't do that. That's illegal." And he's like, "Shut the fuck up. Give me another cracker." <laughs> so I get, so I hit him another cracker. And of course, I've never seen him act goofy. Like I've never seen him act like 
he he gets he oh, cracks God. jokes, but to act like a weirdo is so benign for him, and he just and he like whips another cracker out the window and he's trying to hit another jogger he's like you think i can get it on her hair this time and i'm like crying laughing i'm fucking losing it i'm like i can't he's like you want to try i'm like no you're going to jail not me bitch but i'm gonna laugh so he's like throwing crackers out at these joggers Oh my and God. I'm crying hysterically laughing. Like, I'm just fucking losing it, right? So he's, like, whipping crackers. He's not hitting anybody. He, he, like, let's, he's not hitting anybody. He was never intentionally, like, trying <laughs> man, to. It's like, I was about to say, no, 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 no. This this man's aim is not good enough no. to hit any of those joggers. No. It's kind of like, like when your cat's ripping shit up, you'll throw a shoe in the general direction. You yeah. actually hit the cat. Right, exactly. It was kind of like one of those things. Like, he just threw the cracker out to make me laugh. He's like, think I get it in her hair? I remember he asked that. He's like, you think I get it in her hair? And he, like, whips this cracker out the window. And I'm crying laughing. I'm la- like, oh, my. He keeps doing it over and over and over again. So then he gets the bright idea. Oh, no. To do it to a car. No. That's coming towards us. He's like, I'm going to throw no. it at their windshield. And that's when it was like, all right, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Stop. But he does it. He he whips it like a Chinese throwing star out the window. And it dinks off their car. And they immediately slam on the brakes. And I tell you, I did not know that truck could go from like 25 to 60 that fast. Jesus. We took the fuck off that. He's like, oh, shit. Never mind. And he just took off. He's like, all right, no more of that. Oh, no, I think I made a mistake. I think they're angry. <laughs> I think that was actually not a good thing to do. So don't do that. Do not yeah, do that. For legal don't purposes. Don't whip weed fancy people. <laughs> for legal purposes, this is a joke that was not okay to do. Lordy and, mercy. And I know that wasn't okay to do. He knows it wasn't okay to do, but also he doesn't give a shit about laws. So here we are. We can... Oops. argue all, all day about that but here that we are. But one person who had a fucking wheat thin whipped at their car is 1000 percent. they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna go hey that was me i need reparation for my car window bro really upset that, that was literally that had to be like 15 years ago if they can remember that doesn't a, matter a, a they're probably cracker. like this fucking <laughs> person in this black truck with their little kid in the seat teenager however the fuck old you are preteen preteen sitting in the in the seat and this this guy just throws a cracker at my windshield it's gonna happen they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna go hey that's me yeah probably but at any rate yeah that's my favorite that's my favorite story so it's like that that encapsulates like how my dad is with emotions he's like i don't know what to do but let's be funny right now and so (laughs) yeah yeah i understand uh Good times. Good times. It's, it's good times. But you want to know what I do when I don't know what to do, but I want to be funny? What? Tell spooky stories. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so tired. What do I do? <laughs> Um, flip coin, yeah, Patreon, coin. yes, and then we go. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's do it. That sounds right. What do you want? What do you want? Booty you want? ass. In the in the uh, it's the reason for the season. The booty ass. Oh, it? shut the. F- never. You're not never <laughs> ever. I'm the funniest person you've ever met. You shut You're up. You're not funny. I'm great. <laughs> You're not funny. I'm so funny. Why are you laughing? If I'm not funny, I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing. Sure with you are. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose this quarter. I know it. I can't it's get it. Shelf yeah. quarter. Hold on. You're a, you're a shelf quarter. Thanks. I don't know what that means, I, but I'm gonna take I it as a compliment. <laughs> Wait a minute. Correct. It's correct. It's it's now officially four quarter because I dropped it. <laughs> Again. Like an idiot. Again. It is not. It landed on the head, so I go first. Okay, great. Tell, so anyway, tell me your story. If you like us, no, we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Pump your brakes. Slow your roll. Pay calm, calm, calm the calamities that is your memories. I shan't. <laughs> I shan't ever do such a thing. Never. <laughs> so if you if you want to keep up Zoe's puns and you want to help. <laughs> you want to help her out please be sure to head on over to patreon patreon.com slash i barely know her we have two tiers we have the five dollar tier which is your standard basic bullshit of shout outs uh close friends on instagram and you get i think you get access to her notes i do this every time I and it's so unprofessional so? yeah and then on the seven dollar tier you get access to bonus notes which i have been kind of sick we have our notes ready we keep saying we're gonna do it but we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're going to do it. It's going to happen. Me. Look at me. I am looking we- at you in your crazy eyes. We're going to do it. <laughs> we need to do this. We need it's to fucking- have it. We have to record these episodes. We have the notes ready. We just. Yeah, literally. It's ready to go. We just got to Zo- do it. Zoe's drowning and so am I. So we apologize. We, we know. Ah, 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 ah. They're, they're there. We're trying our best. Okay. One, so- step, one step at a time. You get stickers too. If you sign yeah. for $7 tier. Okay. So anyway. Stickers. All right. So we're doing something different. Um, because we needed, like I said, we're drowning, so we need to do a, something huh. fast and quick. And, oh, that's um, really funny. We're drowning. What are we talking about today? <gasps> <laughs> Did you mean to do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's really good. Um, we're talking about spooky lakes. Because <laughs> we're drowning. Get it? Place, place to you, drown in. <laughs> do you get the joke? <sighs> so anyway, um, this is spooky season month, and I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different, but I also need to do something a little bit easier because sometimes researching paranormal ghosts is really hard. Paranormal it's a ghost, lot of stuff. Paranormal a lot ghost, of Google pages. Paranormal ghost is redundant. No, it isn't. Because paranormal, paranormal alien. Ha! What? Anyway, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna cover some lakes that are really spooky to get in the spooky season. They're spooky, but we don't have like ghost stories. But these are spooky ass, creepy ass lakes that. I don't, yes. I don't. I don't remember what yours is, but mine's got dead people. I don't know if yours had dead people. Yes. Okay. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, not it's great. Gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, like, I know what you mean. Okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> not great. Assume, people died. <laughs> I assume after a year, the listeners also know what you mean. Okay. We'll thank see, you. But please, please give me grace. And when I say stupid shit, I assume the better of me because that's. Thank you. That's okay. that's the only way we'll all make make it forward. Okay. Great. All right. So <laughs> I, Katie Groves, will be covering. Rupkund Lake. One more time. Rupkund. That's not how you pronounce it. I know it's okay. not. But I am okay. phonetically pronouncing it as I see it if w- okay. using English uh, pronunciation techniques. You're doing great. But we can also just call it Skeleton Lake because that's what it's Much been better. Okay, great. <laughs> Much better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this lake, you can Google it real quick. Get out of my notes. I wanted to see how the hell you spelled that word. Okay. Well, it's not how I spelled That's all. it. I'm sorry, okay. how, how the word is spelt. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, so this lake is a high-altitude glacial lake. Not even going to attempt to pronounce that. It's in a state of India. It's, a, it's in oh. the Himalayan region. U- cool. Utah, Uttarakhand. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. That's, that was actually a sneeze. Uh, so it's no. located... <laughs> it's located in the Himalayan mountains. Um, there's a trident cluster of mountains called Trishul. 
massive. Okay. Okay. So like so like three mountains, really really high peaks, right? Like huge huge we're Himalayans, yeah. right? Mount, big Mount peaks. Everest. Yeah, you know big what I peak, mean? Big big peaks. Twin peaks. Yeah. Tri peaks. Tri peaks technically. Oh well, technically. Well, Twin Peaks is uh, like a Hooters, but I mean, yeah. Is also, that what isn't you it like a TV show? Is it? I was thinking I think of the it's restaurant. a TV show. Okay, I was thinking of the restaurant that's like Hooters, Twin Peaks. At any rate, I tricked my dad into going there. We'll talk about that later. So <laughs> that's pretty good. I saw that on the next opening. It's anticlimactic, but it still happened. So, um, so this in this trident cluster of mountains um, within these three peaks, three three mountain peaks sits a lake at sixteen thousand four hundred seventy feet above sea level. So you know the some bitch is high. That's a that's a tall boy. That's a high lake. So it's that's a, it's a, it's a high boy. High lake. <laughs> high lake. My brain so, is running so slow. So, wow. Yeah, no, um, that's why I'm waiting. I'll, I'll edit out the, the pauses. Thanks. It's fine. So uh, depending on the time of the year, the size of the lake will vary because obviously you have like super high altitude that that bitch is going to freeze over. But then in, in, the, in the summertime, it's going to melt. Right. Mm, so yeah. it can, it's only 40 meters across at most. Mm. And then it, it freezes in the wintertime. Cool. For, for obvious reasons. Okay. Uh, and it, it's only about three meters deep. Oh. So it looks like a pond. Like when you Google it, it's like, that's little, say that's little. It's a little pond, but I think it's a little, I think it's bigger um, than, than, than how it's, how it looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because 40 meters. Hey, Google, how many feet is in 40 meters? 40 meters is 132.803 inches. 131 feet. Huh. Wow, I love how she, like, tells you how to do the fucking math. We all know how to do the math, Google. Jesus. God damn. Hey, hey, Google. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> at any rate. At any rate. Okay, so now we know. So, I mean, it's a large pond, mm. but they call it a lake. I don't... Okay. What, what constitutes a pond from a lake? I have no idea. I also actually don't know. I'm sure there's some criteria, but alas, here we are. So hiking around this area. So why are we talking about this lake in the middle of the Himalayans? What could possibly be going on at this lake, middle of the Himalayans, 16,000 feet above sea level, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere as far as I'm concerned? Why are we talking about this lake? Well, let me tell you why we're talking about this lake, Zoe Knowlton. I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah, please, please tell me. Hiking around in this area. Yeah. And into this, and uh, hike, hiking yeah, hiking around the area and this lake is not uncommon. Okay. Apparently, apparently, people just trek through the Himalayans more often than you think, uh, which is not cool. too often, but it's still more often than you think, if that makes sense. In 1942, H.K. Madhal, I pronounced that wrong. I'm so sorry. I already know That's I did. That's fine. Who represented India's official forest business. Okay. okay. He, meant, he meant forest business. Okay. Okay. Came across this lake when it was thawed. What he saw in this lake, yeah, it was thawed out, is that it had bones scattered all around the shore and all in the lake. So let me make sure I understand what you're telling me. Oh is Jesus! That this man, yeah, came across a thawed lake, pond lake, yeah, pond lake full of skeletons. Yeah. So he found a large amount of Mountain wet skeletons. Is that correct? Why? <laughs> Why? 
did you call it that? Why did you say that? Why did you say those words in that order? Why? You're welcome. I don't know. It came into into my brain that I'm what? sleep deprived. And I'm sorry. I thought it, so now you have to hear it. That's, that's well, it's happened. already left my brain. I have no idea what you just said because I'm mountain tired. Wet, let, mountain wet skeletons. Proceed. I fucking hate you. So, <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, a couple of bodies, like a couple of bones, couple of moist skellies. Yeah. I hate, shut. Oh my God. <laughs> We're gonna fight. It's estimated that. 300 to 800 people have died in this lake. That's really sad. Would they just get caught? What happened? No one fucking knows why there are this many dead people in this tiny lake. So when it's called Skeleton Lake, it's because this lake, which is a large pond, tiny lake, is filled with so many fucking bones. I don't like that. I don't like it either. So the high altitude slash cold weather preserved the bones. Of Over this many did. years. Yeah, because they're old as shit. We're about to find out. Oh. <laughs> so that happened. Okay, found the bones, right? That was yeah. uh, 1942, right? This info was released to the public in the late 50s, which caused a lot of foot wow. foot, foot, foot traffic and uh, uh, for business and pleasure to venture to the lake site. Oh, of course. Hey, hey mom, I want to go look at all the dead people. The fact that like people are desensitized to seeing bones... Like in that the was forties and the fifties. That's that's kind of impressive. And yeah, all fucked up. Actually, yeah, because like now I could see it, but even still, yeah. like that's that's a dead person. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> at any rate, at any rate, if it doesn't have eyes, it's not a it's not a real. Yeah, it's see, no, it's fine. Yeah, right. Ugh. That's my rule of thumb. If I don't see a face, we're good. We're good. Okay, so um, I found this BBC travel article. Okay. Called, I linked it in my notes, called The Unsolved Mystery of Skeleton Lake, to which this person hiked up there and then described the view. And I was like, damn, I want to read that. So this is where I got this excerpt from, which okay. des- which describes the trek, kind of like how the vo- the view is. and ba-da-da-da. So anyways, <laughs> situated five days from the nearest settlement in that state that I previously pronounced and I'm not going to do again. The week-long trek spanning more than 50 kilometers sets off from idyllic Himalayan villages that are no more than a cluster of traditional houses. Passing through the ethereal mist and moss-covered oak forests, the trail then winds along expansive wildflower-laden alpine pastures. Jesus! Locally known as buggles. Okay. I hate big words. That You're occurs <laughs> that that occurs only above the height of three thousand three hundred meters in the Himalayas. Lofty Himalayan peaks soon come into view and dominate the horizon for the next couple of days. The highest point of the trek at five thousand meters is a ridge. We're gonna call cool. it a ridge. A knife like ridge. Ooh, a knife, knife a knife a knife edge like ridge with a three hundred sixty degree view of the high Himalayas and the rugged glacial landscape. Um, Skeleton Lake lies 200 meters below this this ridge. The treacherous steep climb to this ridge has led to a running joke among trekkers that one wrong step could easily add more bones to the existing pile in the lake. Nearly 80 years after the skeletons first captured the world's imagination, that simple joke doesn't seem too far-fetched after recent revelations. So you have to like go above the lake on this super mm. super super tight edge, yeah, bridge thing, and then you have to like slide down to the lake because it's like down in like a little gully valley thing. 
Ew. Yeah, that's probably how people died then. That would make total sense. That would make sense. So, but that's still a lot of fucking people. And why are they trekking through the Himalayans? Right? So, where did, where did all... So, I'm so glad you asked, Zoe. Where did all the hell in these skeletons come from? Tell me all about the moist skellies. I... I'm never gonna stop. I'm, so I'm never upset. gonna stop. I uh, like like don't, but please, but don't. Yeah, like yeah. be mm-hmm. like yep. be you. I know, but just but like st- don't though. But right, still, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, I got thank you. you. Yeah. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, that's that. Okay, so that's a whole lot of dead people with no explanation. Correct. They're like, what the hell? So there was a lot of theories at first. You know, let's let's do, let's d- let's delve into the folklore of um, why there's a lot of dead people in a remote place. Tell me. With, with no forensic uh, evidence. Woo. With no forensic evidence of what's what's going on. So the first theory, it was a invading Japanese soldiers army crossing over the Himalayas to reach India. And it was uh, like a platoon, have you, mm. that slid and died in this lake. I mean, fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next theory was that it was a Tibetan. A Tibetan. 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 Yeah, there we go. Tibetan, Tibetan uh, traders on the Silk Road who died from the elements. Um, hail, hail strikes to the head, or yeah. just you know, just being in the Himalayan mountains. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, an angry mountain goddess by the name of Nanda Devi that had struck down a king, a queen, and their attendants because apparently they were making like some trek through the mountains and it pissed off the goddess and she's just like, nope. And then yeah, they all died anymore. in like, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, you will never make me angry again. Problem solved. Uh, it, w- it could also potentially have been an Indian army returning home. Okay, yeah. And then a paper I read said it was potentially victims of an epidemic. So they okay, were maybe like casted out to die. Um, yeah. Or their bodies were dragged up to this place. But that's a five-day trek to drag some... Yeah. infected people so i don't know about that one so let's fast forward a little bit okay 2004 forensic showed up and um they they decided that it was a group of indian pilgrims men and women okay who were caught in a horrific hailstorm in the ninth century um apparently there were a lot of skulls that had fractures in them that'll do it that makes so, sense right so when i say a horrific hailstorm i mean it yeah, we're not talking golf balls. We're talking like apples. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. There you go. Tennis balls. Uh, so there was there was no there was no weapons around because like there's like the artifacts are also preserved. Certainly, so yeah. the the plausibility of it being uh army was casted mm-hmm. out, right? Cuz also like men and women that didn't make sense at the time. Women were not in armies and uh yeah, no weapons. Huh. So so pilgrims. So that's what they decided. There is a once in every 12 year Hindu pilgrimage that makes a trek towards a particular place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homekund, that's my, my English phonetical pronunciation of that word, which is probably Great wrong. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and apparently this skeleton lake is on the, le- on the way. Like walking across that ridge is apparently the trek that you take on that pilgrimage. So they're just like, ah, it was a bunch of, you know, pilgrims making this trek. Um, and they, they, yeah. they got caught in a hailstorm, and I guess they fell off the ridge and died. Great. Um, problem solved. That's that's the end. That's cool. That's that's, that's the, it. That's the story. Psych, oh, bitch. We ain't done. Say. We ain't right. fucking done. Okay, great. All right. 
Rewind. Tell tell me more about the the wet skeletons. Uh, sequencing of human genomes became a thing in 2010. No so, way. So that forensic investigation was 2004. Now we're fast forwarding to 2010. And oh yeah. And the skeletons at Skeletons Lake were back on the table, baby. You know what I mean? I do. The skeleton table. Uh, so, uh, so there were 38 bones, uh, bone samples that were taken from the lake prior and stored at the Anthropological Survey of India. Cool. I didn't say that word right. I'm so tired. Anthropological? I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I said that yeah, right? You did. Yeah, okay, you said cool. that right. Amazing. Yay. I got Good a big job. one right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so these bones were sent to 16 different labs around the world, worldwide. Around the world, world worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, you, some, some moist skeletons worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it took five years, or until 2019. God, I fucking can't stand you. Uh, I think the paper came out in 2019. When did the paper come out? Actually, go to this. Go, Ooh. go here. Go, go to this paper because I found the paper. 2019. Okay, so I You're guess right. it took a while. Huh? You were correct. 2019. Correct. I know. I'm correct. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it go said five years, but then it said they were. Oh, 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 I guess after they decided it took five years. Once they got the thing. Okay, the human genoming sequencing took five years because I guess. Anyways, so I linked the paper, the actual like scientific paper, like with the whole like N equals da 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 da. They went into the whole thing. I read like a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I linked the paper. You can Google. What the hell's the name of it? Ancient DNA from the skeletons of Rupkund Lake reveals Mediterranean migrants in india i just spoiled it i'm so sorry how could you i'm so sorry but anyway it's okay of the 38 bone samples that were sent out 23 male 15 female skeletons that were sequenced they belong to three genetically different groups where these skeletons were deposited into the lake over the course of a thousand years oh shit yep that's way different group a is a South Asian group, and 23 of the 28 bones are in this group. Okay. Was estimated to have wound up there around the 7th to 10th century through multiple events. So it wasn't one group dying off all at one time. They were, they were, and I quote, not comprised of a single endogamous group. So okay. because, because they were not like, whatever their scientific finding was, linked it to where they were not together and i don't know if it was genes or the uh carbon dating of their bones but there was some factor that was like hey they aren't together they did not go at the same time so multiple groups of south asian people which would be indians actual Mm. indian south asian um yeah died in this lake or ended their bodies ended up in this lake okay okay group b is eastern mediterranean group 14 14 uh, of the samples of the 38 were found specifically from mainland Greece and island of Crete. So, like, that area is where these bones came from. 23 of these, 14 of these people okay. came had, had genome sequencing from that area. And they all died in a single event somewhere between the 17th to 20th century. Okay, so they all died at the same time? Correct. So it was a group okay. that died all together. Okay, 14 people. Okay. Yes. And then lastly, a singular sample. So the last last 
because it's 23, 14, and 1 equals 38. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the yeah. one singular sample came from Southeast Asia, um, specifically Ong and Han Chinese. I think if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, had from those from those origins and also from a one singular event from the 17th to 20th century. But they don't think that group B died with the group died with the singular sample person even though they have the gotcha. same dates not not the same event that makes sense to me okay so you're, you're gonna learn some stuff i went to this paper deep and it explains I love this okay tone. okay so this is more for like nerd people that i found this okay there was additional testing done to back up these claims because you can't just be like eh, like like yeah. that's just the one no you gotta it's science come on we gotta do multiple testings it's science you can't just boy bullshit your way out Nope, you gotta you gotta peer review. You need facts. You need evidence. All right. So the additional testing that was done, uh, they did a dietary analysis on the bones. Hell yeah! Which resulted the testing backed up that testing results. The results from the testing backed up the genome sequencing. So like it confirmed what they found in the sequencing to be true. Hell yeah! Now, what is the question you should be asking here? All they have is bones, and they did a dietary analysis on How bones. How could you tell what they were eating? It's almost like if nutrients and all the shit that your parents told you when you were a kid goes into your bones, it's going to make you big and strong, right? I meant, I meant specifically. Like oh, how, specifically? How, yeah, like how specifically can do you like... How can you tell what they ate? I'm so glad you asked, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is what you do. You just go out and get yourself a femur bone, and you get the collagen from your femur oh, bone. You get a whole ass femur and a whole femur. Okay, that's the oh, that's God. the that's the bone in your in the top part of your leg. Just in case I thought that did. was your leg. I shut the. F- <laughs> <laughs> and you can analyze the carbon and the nitrogen isotopes that remain, and they can you can Ooh. determine. What the diet for the person was within the last 10 to 20 years of their life. That's pretty dope. That's fucking crazy. And they can tell, like, was it, like, meat, like, land meat, ocean meat, plant-based. Yeah. Plant meat. Plant. (laughs) God. Why? (laughs) Anyway. That's pretty cool, actually. Also, one more for the nerds. One more for me. Hell yeah, give me. Accelerator mass spectrometry. Spectrometer? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> AMS, which is, is coined AMS. We're just going to call it AMS. Uh, does radiocarbon dating, and that was used to determine the age of the remains. Okay. Which, which allowed to tell if these people died at the same time or in different events. Nice. So that's how they did that. That's pretty nifty. So basically this means we have two groups of people that aren't from Indian origin that are dead in this lake in the middle of fuck all Himalayan mountains. What are they doing? Especially Mediterranean. Yeah. How? Why? What are you doing? Yes. Uh, but I want to point out that uh, they did I think I've already mentioned this but I'm going to say it one more time because this now it's in my notes because we're to the point in my notes where it's this says this so I'm going to say it again. They ruled out military because of the ratio of men to women. There were just too many women and then at that time apparently women were not in the military so that they ruled that out. Makes sense. Okay, so that's the point of my notes, so we're going to keep going. All right, so the Mediterranean people, there's no explanation for why they were there. Um, theory is that they could have been travelers or 
locals with Mediterranean ancestry, but that isn't possible, like, if they had Mediterranean um, ancestry, because that kind of would have showed up in the um, carbon dating, and when they, yeah. or the the, uh, the genome sequencing, and even when they did that, it, it showed genes back to when the Ottoman Empire had political control over Greece. Like, that's how far back they were Damn. able to date that. Yeah, like, that's how accurately they were able to date, like, where th- these genes came from. So they were like, no, it, that's not descendants. Like, that's not a thing. Um, so, so two theories that I found is that it's a group that must have been participating in that, in that pilgrim, like, Mediterranean people mm-hmm. who were practicing Hinduism and participating in that pilgrimage. But it, it would have been really strange for that time period for Hinduism to reach Grecians. Yeah. So that was kind of like a theory that did but didn't make sense. Yeah. Because that's that's a really, that's a far shot one. But then yeah. another theory is that there was like another professor, I think like the Pennsylvania University. I can't remember what it was. I think it's, it's linked in my notes in the in the Atlantic paper, the, the Atlantic uh, URL. Uh, a professor pointed out that there was the Hellenic Kingdom, which is when Greece expanded their colonies and had establishments in India around 180 gotcha. BC. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, Hellenic, if anybody is familiar with uh, reading the Bible ever, um, Hellenistic Jews is a thing. Oh, which would so just cool. be your, your, like, that particular branch off that just became Jewish, your Hellenistic Jews. Huh. Huh. Nifty. You're such a history nerd. I love it. Shut up. It's great. <laughs> in, your, in your moist bones. You know what? Our bones are moist in our bodies. Yeah, all the time because they're covered in all sorts of juicy stuff. <laughs> God, I wish everyone could see my face right now. <laughs> Are you done? For now. I think, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so so it would make sense of why there would be a cluster of Mediterranean uh, people in the area. Maybe mm-hmm. some leftovers, but damn, that's a long time to go from 180 BC to yeah. the 17th, 20th century. Yeah, I mean, like, if it was just a couple of individuals, that would be, I think, a little bit different. But, I mean, like, that many people is a lot of people. That's because, that's a lot of inbreeding. Yeah, because if it was just, like, one or two, or maybe, like, five or six, you could say, oh, it was probably a family that had all, like, they were traveling, or maybe they were a conquered family that was, like, enslaved or indentured to another one or something like that. But, I mean, that's a that's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. So. Right, exactly. So uh, there's also a question, they're, they're starting to question if there are more remains scattered around the Himalayans like this lake. Okay. I mean, that's so, a fair question. Right. So like, what? why are there bodies? Like, if there's bodies here, maybe there's bodies somewhere else. Okay. So there's talk about whether these people died in the lake, uh, died in the area surrounding and then, like, landslides or snow melting caused these bodies to end up in the lake. Because, like I said, it's in, like, a gully. Like, it's in, a, like, a low, mm-hmm. like, in a bowl, right? So, like, these people could yeah. have died up top. And then, like, we, I don't know if, if scientists know how shit moves up in the Himalayas. Like, do we study the natural flow of things when the snow melts in the Himalayas? I have no fucking clue. I don't know. So, that's a probable cause, that's right? That's a great question. But, but the landslide one doesn't make sense because all of these skeletons were, like, on the top. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. weren't buried under rubble really that much. They were just kind of like all hanging out. Yeah. So that would not make any sense. 
That one doesn't make sense. But like the snow melting and then them like down in would make sense. It just sliding. Because then the water would continue to melt and then it would like just make the pool bigger. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. Or the last one is were their bodies thrown in there. Yeah. Because okay. it's like it's it's theorized that like yeah there's like there's a lot of bodies here like that's got to be a grave like there's no way that people like maybe the locals aren't like finding these bodies in the Himalayans and just like like maybe like cleaning up the area being like damn there's a lot of bodies like let's clean up the area put the bodies in this lake yeah, let's in a mass put them grave. All in one spot right because if there's a if maybe. there's a mountain goddess. That makes sense to like not have the bo- the bodies litter the mountains. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Um, but there's also the theory of sky burial. So that kind of shoots itself in the ass. You never heard of sky burial? No. What? No. Okay. Sky burials. All right. So let me let me hit you up with this knowledge. Where human remains are left on the mountain tops to decompose in the elements by animals, which is practiced in this region. Oh. So Tibet. Tibet. Tibetans, 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 Tibetans. Help Tibetans, me. yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Tibetans. Um, they practice yeah, right. this. Okay, all right. So they practice it. Their Hinduism is like, like once your soul leaves your body, like once you die, you're, you're. It's just an empty vessel, and there's no purpose for it anymore. So right. it's just like, yeah, fair. Bring, bring your body up into the mountains, and then elements, animals. Have at it. It's an empty vessel. It yeah. has no purpose anymore. Okay. Yeah. So it could be. So it could be sky burials. Interesting. I never heard the the phrase sky burials. That's kind of cool. History like nerdy. the the words, not the act. Huh? Huh? What do you mean? The 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 word like sky burial sounds cool, but just like tossing a body out in the wilderness is not super sanitary. Uh, in the mountains, I mean. eh? There's still people that live in the mountains. Are you in so. the Himalayas? Yeah. What if you? What if you? I don't know. People live all sorts of places. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but. Alas, here yeah. we are. So, at any rate, um, so that's that's the history of it. That's um, we got basically. There's three groups of people in that lake, and we have no idea why. Yeah. But it's interesting that um, there's only 38 samples that's been taken when there's like estimated up to upwards of 800. So there could be more groups in there. We don't know. That's crazy. It's spoopy. So at any rate, today the same path is now inaccessible because of the huge influx of people to that area. Fair with, enough. With the IT boom of India, this has allowed people to have disposable income, and they will start. They have started to travel to the lake, which also like foot traffic of people also erodes um, landscapes, paths. Yes. Yeah. So that many people traveling there has really fucked up a lot of stuff, and so the government was like, "No more. You all are done." Uh, additionally, social media has allowed for niche places like this lake to go viral because that's where I found the lake was on TikTok. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the internet causes causes surge, surges of people to show up at this remote area and cause damage to the environment. Plus, plus this uh, wonderful, awesome fact. Um, it's a great thing that they stopped people from going there. From what I've, from what I read, I don't. It, what I read that they stopped. So if if it's like started back up, I'm not. I've not heard about that. From what from what I've read, they stopped people from going there, and it's cool that they did that. Because people were taking bones from the lake. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with all of you? What the fuck? Don't touch other people's skeletons. It's not. You were not invited. And and people were apparently like moving the bones around the lakes, like playing with them and shit. 
Each and every single one of you needs to write an apology letter to your mother. <laughs> Good lord. I God. think some of these people didn't have a fucking mother. I think, as, as terrible as this is, uh, I don't think, as my mother would say, I don't think they had any raisin. Goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. So people are stealing the bones. So the, like, the whole like research into it is like getting fucked up and also people stole all the artifacts like if anything was left over it's like well now they can't even like figure out if they were pilgrims like what for what this like any more like uh testing like further analysis can't be done because there's no like items left over to further prove like oh they came from like this era at this time right. because of this um rag they were wearing around their left ankle right yeah yeah good lord <laughs> that makes People me upset. So that's skeleton like. Okay. Just, Do you want to just... know a gross skeleton fact? <sighs> yes. Okay. My husband just texted me, and this is what made me think of it because uh, he heard me yelling about skeletons. Uh, and he goes, Did you know every time two people kiss, they touch each other's skeletons? Because your teeth? <laughs> 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 the fucking face that Katie made was priceless. Can that's tell, exactly what I want. Tell your, tell uh, your husband. Yeah. He's not funny. Also, he's very who's, funny. <laughs> who's knocking teeth during making out? Well, I mean, also, like, we compliment each other's skeletons because we're like, hey, you have such a nice smile. Are teeth a part of your skeleton? Like, yes. honestly. I like, think no, so. no, they no, count. no, like, honestly. I mean, they're like, bones. Teeth, I hate I'm gonna, that. Hold on, I'm going to Google because I'm pretty sure they count as part of your skeleton. Because, like, they fall out. I feel, mm, I feel yeah. like teeth, I feel like teeth are, um, I'm sure they're bone, but they like constitute. I mean, they are they're bone, but they constitute as like a different type of bone. Damn it, they are different. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have enamel. Of course, they're different. What do you mean? Well, um, I'm and upset. They don't repair because my joke uh, did not go the way that I wanted it to, and that kind of hurts my feelings. I'm um, so glad. I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, it's fine. It's all fine. Don't who worry is, about it. Who is knocking that much teeth? I mean, fair, I don't necessarily I, I, think it's, I, like, I, people knocking teeth. It's just, you know. You bump teeth sometimes. That's true. It does happen. Yeah. It happens. Sylvie. Okay. Okay. I'm done. We're done. Okay. Skeleton We're done talking over. about mo uh, moist skeletons. It was supposed to be spooky and creepy that there are this many dead bodies in the middle of a lake in the middle of fucking nowhere in the middle of the Himalayans. And you yeah. just, moist skeletons. Thank you. Yeah. 800 moist skeletons. That's pretty Th scary. This is why our podcast will never take off, because you won't let it be spooky. I mean, that's rude. I think it's much funnier this way. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's it much fits. better this It's much better this way. <laughs> At any rate. Okay. Okay, we're done. All right. Um, we're done with yours. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we give shout out to our newest Patreon members. However, we do not have any newest Patreon members this week, and that is absolutely a-okay. Um, if you want to support us in another fun way, you can head on over to iTunes and drop a rate and review. Or if you're on Spotify, please be sure to smash that follow button. And anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. I thought you weren't going to do it. That's why I made that face. I know. I know. I was building okay. up to it. And I also kind of wanted you to make that face. So <sighs> thanks. I love I love how this podcast is you trying to get me to make faces, but this is yep. a podcast and no one can see my face. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. It's what I live for. It's okay, fine. Okay, great. Okay, great.
All right, Zoe Knowlton, it is your turn. Please tell me about the Russian deep... Spooky deep, lake. Deep Russian lake. Deep Russian spooky place. Okay. Okay. So this is Lake Vostok in uh, Antarctica. So South Pole, spooky cold place. Oh, that one. Yeah, spooky cold place. Yes. Okay. So fun fact, did you know that Antarctica has a series of freshwater lakes hidden underneath the ice that covers the South Pole? Um... I mean, I didn't until I watched the TikTok about the spooky lake, and then, like... No, now have... you do know. Okay, I fair know. enough. Okay. So, the... L- yes. But the audience doesn't know. The audience doesn't know, so, yeah, here we are. Right. Now you do. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> so, the largest of these lakes um, is Lake Vostok. It, there's, like, 400 of these uh, freshwater lakes underneath the ice cap. And this lake is buried approximately... I did this in feet because I'm an American. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I just I want to let everybody know. Sorry, it's in feet. Uh, 13,100 feet of ice. Holy shit. That's almost so that's, as tall as the Himalayans. Correct. So that is the equivalent of like two miles, 2.2 miles down. Um, for everybody that uses miles, um, the lake itself is about 160 miles long and 30 miles wide. It is as is why at its widest point. I believe in you. Thanks. <laughs> it covers 484,830 square miles, making it the 16th <laughs> largest lake by surface area. There we go. Oh, in the world, 16th largest lake in the world. Damn, and it's not even uh, on the surface. What the fuck? Correct. It's kind of wild to me. It has an average depth of about 1,417 feet with a volume of 1,300 cubic miles, making it the sixth largest lake by volume. Whoa. Pretty big big boy. That sucks that it's underneath an ice cap. Ice cap. Yeah. So due to the pressure of this ice sheet, this ice cap pushing down on the lake, it's liquid even though it has a year round temperature of 27 degrees fahrenheit which is below freezing so it's liquid even though it's below freezing that's kind of weird yeah the pressure it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's that hmm. whole um um shit there's a pressure science thing, thing. there's a there's a whole surface pressure tension? huh no surface tension wouldn't make sense no no no, no. it's um the depending on the pressure depends on the um you know it's that di- diesel gas under pressure explodes that makes sense. So it's like the same concept. Yeah. And I don't kind I don't of. know what that theory is because I'm tired and I can't remember it's it right just, now. Uh, here we but are. it's it's I like it, th- things react differently under pressure. Yeah, and like, I mean like it makes sense to me. I just can't remember what the Right. Like water thing is boils faster mm-hmm. the higher altitude you are. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's hot it's it's the same hot yeah. water. Or it's the same yeah. temperature that it requires to boil. Weird. Because of the pressure's less. So the water can boil with less temperature yeah because there's less ah! friction between molecules is that it there's less friction there so they move quicker and they heat up faster I there you go there you i don't go. remember what the fuck that's called but obviously <laughs> i know what that is ah! it's we're, fine we're so close anyways everyone <laughs> you're getting a science lesson on this fucking episode all right anyways go Here ahead we are. <laughs> so russian scientist peter kroptenik Kropten, no you got it there you go that I don't sounds know. better he first proposed the idea of fresh water underneath the Antarctic ice sheets at the end of the 19th century. So he was like way ahead of his time. 
His okay. theory was further developed by Russian glaciologist, which I didn't know was a thing you could be. Me. Uh, if you really like ice. <laughs> uh, by Russian glaciologist I.A. Zotkov, yeah, Zotkov, who wrote his PhD thesis on the subject in 1967. Then another Russian geographer, Andrei... What the fuck is it? Why did I choose something that Why? has so many, so you many just, Russian names? Just go by first names. It's all right. It's fine. There we go. Andre uh, used seismic sounding in the region of Vostok Station made during the Soviet Antarctic Expedition in 1959 and 1964 to measure the thickness of the ice sheet, which is a very, very thick, thick boy. The, the ice sheet. The ice, ice sheet. <laughs> It's rude. <laughs> okay, good. So even though the Russians put so much thought, energy, and effort into figuring out as much as they could about this thing, the British are actually the ones who discovered that there was liquid water. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. <laughs> they put Rip. so much work into it and just too bad, so sad. Ugh. So in the 1970s, the British used airborne ice-penetrating radar to detect the presence of liquid water. And then in 1973, they confirmed their findings so they were like i think so and then a couple of years later they were like definitely neat yeah the discovery of this lake was published officially in 1996 because they had to make sure how big it was and where it was i was two yeah yeah i was four yeah Yeah, look at that oof oof the station that watches over the lake is named station vostok as well and the station itself was actually named after a 900-ton swoop of warship that was sailed by one of the discoverers of Antarctica, a Russian explorer named Admiral Fabian von Belichassen. Yeah. Got that one. There you go. Ah. So that was his ship, and, you know, they named the the station after him, and then they named the lake after the ship, so just a lot of of stuff. Yeah, a lot of dick stroking, but A lot of things. Or ego stroking. Uh, Uh, Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> in 2005, an island was actually found at the center of the lake. An island so, of what? An island. I, I, land? I don't fucking know. I, I'm assuming it's land. Shut the... F- what do you... Because it's an island. No. Stop. It's an island. <laughs> Wait. Lake? Spell it. Spell it. V-O-S-T-O-K. Vostok. Island. Is, yeah. Show me the island. Island. What? Oh, nobody knows what it fucking looks like, dude. A graphical, any like a, like a <laughs> sur- summation, like I d- something. I don't know. It's, it's there. It's somewhere. You, you I'll could find draw, you one. You could draw on a fucking cocktail napkin. I don't give a shit. I just want to have an idea of what the hell you mean there's an island in the middle there's of a, a lake. There's a fucking island. That's what I mean. There's, a, there's an there, island. There can't be an island. Why? It's an underground lake. It there, make sense a, there could be an island in the lake. I want to see a picture. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, while you are so focused on that, <laughs> go ahead. So in 2006, the discovery of two nearby lakes that were a little bit smaller um, under that same ice cap were published. And it's suspected that those two lakes are actually connected to Vostok by subglacial rivers. Do you find something? I'm pissed because Why? I see those two fucking lakes. 
uh-huh. in all yeah. of these pictures, uh-huh. but not the not the goddamn island. I want the island. <laughs> I want to see not what it the looks. Island. What do they think it looks like? I, I, an island? I don't know. It's just a, a weird piece of extra bits just chilling. I, I also, hmm? why are the Russians so obsessed with drilling down to this lake? We'll get there. We'll get there. That's part of the story. They're going to have fun. So, fun <coughs> fact. The coldest naturally occurring temperature ever observed on Earth is negative 128 degrees Fahrenheit. And that was recorded at this place. On Damn. July 21st, 1983. Damn. That's cold. That's cold. That's, that's so cold. I want to... I don't... I need this. I need this island. You don't care about anything, just this island. I want to see a picture of what they mean that there could be an island. Okay. I'll find you one. It might take me a minute, but it'll be fun. It's fine. Uh, So, in April of 2005, German, Russian, and Japanese researchers discovered that the lake actually has tides, and those tides respond to uh, the moon, just like any other lake. It's just real big. Isn't that crazy? So, there's space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little so bit. It's like yeah. a, so it's like a cavern. Yeah, kind of, sort of. So the way the way that it works is you've got your, like your solid ice sheet, right? I d- did stick this in my notes, but like science lesson, I guess. Um, <coughs> and then there's uh, a few inches that go from the like it's pressurized, so there's there's like some air, and then below that there's a little bit of like sloshy frost water, like slushy basically, and then underneath that is the water. So, ice, air, slushy, water. So, it's only a couple of inches of air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are there waves? To, like, give it tides. Uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Fine. I don't know. Fine. Fine. Don't look at me. I just work here. I'm just reporting on what I found. <laughs> Fair enough. In 1998, a joint Russian, French, and U.S. team drilled and analyzed one of the world's longest ice cores. Now, an ice core is a sample of ice to see how old it is, basically. It's like you just drill down and, like, pull it out, and you're like, all right, what's in here? How old is this? Which, I didn't know you could date ice, but here we are. Apparently you can. You can. Yeah, so. You didn't know that? all the way down. I did. Nope. I found that out today. Yeah. It's yep. pretty cool. So. It's it's like did the equivalent of, like, rings on a tree. Yeah. That but makes like, sense. And ice. <laughs> but, like, ice, you know? But, like, but like ice. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> understand (laughs) so the section that they had successfully drilled out in 98 was 11,886 feet long it was just short of touching the lake itself it was deliberately halted 300 feet above the suspected boundary between the ice sheet and the liquid lake because they didn't want to contaminate the water with the freon and kerosene that they used to prevent the borehole from collapsing and freezing nice Good yeah. for them for actually. Very smart. Yeah. To be fair, from the point in time in which they started to the time that they actually met the water of the lake, it was over 20 years. <laughs> so the Russians had been like committed. They didn't want to fuck this up. Why are they committed for 20 years to get to this lake? I don't know. They Tell also me. couldn't do it like year round either because it would get so cold they couldn't run the machinery. So they had to like during the winter months stop and like leave because it would get so shitty and awful there that they couldn't even get planes for supplies in and out so they would just you know we're just gonna go and then they go and then in january and summer they would come back but it's the russians it's too why? cold for the russians okay? why were th- why it's are cold. they there why are they there drilling zoe we'll get there uh, wait <laughs> 
So from that, that the ice core that they found, the really or drilled, the really big long one, right? They discovered that there were different kinds of microbes present in the water, which suggested that there was life inside the lake. Underneath mm. this, like, two miles of ice, there was, like, life in the lake. So that's kind of crazy, right? Like That's oh. spooky. Um, yes. So they also got to looking at it, and they were like, all right, so this bottom section that they had just pulled out that was 300 feet from the suspected uh, gap, right, dated back to 500,000 years ago. So long time. Damn. A real long time. Damn. Like, before people, long time. Yeah. That being the case, they figured that it's probably a habitat for ancient bacteria with an isolated gene pool. For sure. Which is crazy, right? Like, ooh, that's really old. We've not seen anything like that. Ah, ah, it's aliens. So in January, what's in the the lake, Zoe? In January of 2011. What's what's in the fucking lake? (laughs) The head of the Russian Antarctic expedition, uh, Valery Lukin, announced that his team only had 200 feet of ice to the bottom. They two, switched to uh, two, 200 feet two. to the to the barrier. Okay, okay, okay. To the lakey bit. Okay. So they pulled the borehead that they had been using out and then put on a silicone oil fluid uh, to keep from contaminating as it went in, um, which is cool, right? That's interesting. Thanks. Yeah. So finally... They had to stop for the season before they went in, of course. So <laughs> so the next summer, they broke through the lake February 6, 2012. They retracted the drill to allow that pressure change to happen. And a bunch of water rushed up into the borehole. And they hung out for a little bit, let it freeze. And then they pulled it out and then looked at it. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> they sent it to the Laboratory for Glaciology and Environmental Geophysics in France. Ooh. So they sent it to France. The scientists had found hundreds of single and multicellular organisms with only a few possibilities being linked to other creatures that we currently have in our ecosystems. Whoa. And they're still doing a lot of research. There was a lot of fighting and arguing at this point uh, that some of the bacteria that they found were brought in from the the bore. It was just done improperly. So they've actually started a new fresh bore to do it again. So that's kind of crazy and fun. Yeah. Right? But shouldn't we know, like, oh, that's that bacteria. Oh, that's that bacteria. Like, we should know what we know, and then we should know what we don't know. I don't know. I what don't the know. fuck? Me. Okay. Me. Now, here's where it gets kind of spooky. spooky Tell universe. me. So Dr. Anton... Padalka told authorities in Switzerland that he and his team had discovered a bizarre life form dubbed Organism 46B. So he described 46B what? as a highly intelligent octopus-like creature that claimed the lives of three of his team members. So what? let's get into that story. What? The government of, uh, apparently, uh, the Russian government and Vladimir Putin, who was the president at the time that this happened, uh, said that, quote, nothing of scientific interest was found when they bored. But yet they're still there. Yep. Uh, so Dr. Podolka and his eight-man team decided on orders. They were going to investigate. So they put on their scuba suits and headed down. What? Yep. They're going to do you what heard now? Me correctly. They put on their scuba suits and headed down. 
the core's that big that a human can go down it? And headed down. Yep. So as the two near the lake. Yes. Two miles. 2.2 miles. 2.2. Who the fuck is that dumb? I'm sorry. I I guess if your Russian boss man says do the thing, you do the thing. Yeah, I think if I ever told me to go down the hall, I'd be like, yep. (laughs) I'd I'd do, okay, thank you. I will. Yeah. So as the team near the lake, their communications equipment cut out, and they were not heard from for five days. They just... (laughs) What? Yep, yep, yep. What? So... So, so let me just, let me just, let me get this for you. So as the days crept by and the researchers failed to respond to the increasingly frantic efforts to reach them, fellow scientists worldwide feared the worst. Something very bad happened, right? Five five days. Five days. Pull them out after a couple hours. Five days. So Russians. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Ooh, quote. No word from the ice for five days. Dr. John Oreskew, a professor of ecology at Montana State University and head of similar Antarctic exploration program, told Fox News, I can only imagine what it's like. They're not alive. They're dead. They don't have food. Hello? This doesn't even make sense. So Dr. Padalka recounts, quote, We encountered organism 46B on day one as we were conducting a preliminary dive in our low-temp wetsuits. It disabled our radio, which we later learned to our alarm was intentional. The creature itself had 14 arms instead of an octopus's eight. It killed in a similar manner by paralyzing its prey with saliva and then dismembering it with its beak. Um, the creature, however, could paralyze its prey up to 150 feet away by releasing its venom into the water with something similar to, like, an ink sac. Organism 46B was around 30 feet long, and it seemed to have the ability to camouflage more so than other octopi. It, because octopus can, like, naturally camouflage, right? So this thing was more intelligent than your average octopus, and at one point shifted itself to look like another human diver. So these guys thought that, oh no, that's just another, that's just another person, another member of our team. And it wasn't, uh, it got a little too close to them and just ripped apart one of the scientists. Um, one member of the group, the sole female scientist, um, managed to hack one of the things legs off. And after she did, the severed limb actually yanked the weapon out of her hands and Dr. Padalka recalls, quote, that night the arm slithered onto the icy bank where we were sleeping and strangled her to death. So that's three, three people dead now. So the experts now believe that the octopus not only regenerates its limbs, because octopi do, uh, but also that this severed limb may have the ability to form into a new octopus. The remaining members, the five remaining members, somehow were able to contain the creature in some sort of tank. And after they made their way back to the surface, the program director ordered them to fill in and plug up the borehole immediately. The surviving team expected to be honored internationally for their find because it's a big deal, right? Like prehistoric fucking monster, right? Unfortunately for all of them, they denied they never put any people in the water. Never happened. 
Dr. Badalka fled his country to Sweden after learning that his government planned to use the octopus for military use. The Russian government calls the whistleblower's claims preposterous and, quote, it's laughable, declared McCall. Mm, we're just going to call him McCall. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, of the Bureau of Truthful Information. It sounds uh, like something you might see on one of your science fiction TV channels. The Cold War is over, my friends. If our scientists made a discovery of such magnitude, do you seriously think that we would have saved it or we would not share it with the world? Yeah, no, you, fuck you Russians. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so uh, this information came from C. Michael Forsyth on his site, Supernatural News, Satire, and Horror Reviews. <laughs> I fucking had you. <laughs> I had you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you upset me. You upset me. So there, so there's actually like a video and uh, a whole big thing. So this guy, um, he is like a well-known satirist. And he used to do a lot of writing for a lot of satire shows. So after all of this came out that they had, like, broken into the lake and, like, everything happened, right? He wrote this article and he published it. And he figured people would know it was satire and they didn't. And it got so bad that the, the quote that I wrote, like, I read to you from Fox News, that guy actually said that we didn't hear from them for five days. So when he wrote this... Fox News was like, oh, fuck, something actually happened. So Fox News got this real big. Fun fact. But yeah, no, they, they didn't They didn't find any giant fucking octopus underneath the ice. Fuck, leave it to Fox News <laughs> to just fuck it up. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So a lot of news channels had to come out with, no, nobody died. Everybody's okay. And also the borehole is maybe... Maybe the size of my torso. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not that it's not big enough to fit fucking that many people in a thirty foot long monster. So you're welcome. I asked for this. Yeah, I got you. I, I got literally you asked I asked for this. That was you did. great. Thanks. I was debating on if I was gonna put that part in or not, and then I was like, fuck it, yes. let's go. Thank you. Cause that would have just you're been welcome. like Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That was cool. Thanks. That was great. I had a good time. Wet skeletons and octopus. I'm happy. Okay, that was an easy, an easy week for us. So thank you for bearing with us in that. that was great. And whatever this episode was. <laughs> whatever this was. Let us know what you think. Like, do you enjoy this kind of, like, weird thing? Or do, or do you just, like, stick to our normal spooky bullshit places? Like, what what do we do? What do you want? You like it? You don't? It's, it's okay either way. It's okay either way. Tell but just be, just be nice about saying so. Just be gentle with me. I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you right now because you're hey what you're you're sad and you're upset always you should what? just go to sleep i you, can't do you that wanna, you I don't can't get do the joke you don't get the joke no no never What's mind don't worry about it we'll talk okay. about it later okay don't worry about it oh 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 there you go <laughs> oh inside jokes inside jokes okay Jesus all right so christ thanks, thanks for tuning into this episode <laughs> um <laughs> um if you want to check us out, be sure to head on over to our website at hauntherabrillyknowher.com. If you have any story suggestions, please, please be sure to head over to that page where you can submit that. And if you have any stories that you want us to read, our, our, our fifth nth, nth, fifth episode, N equals five episode is coming up. Um, 
Give us your spooky nah. shit, please. Give us our spooky shit. I gotta start reaching out and asking for some. So I'm gimme, coming gimme, for gimme. you. Gimme, gimme, I'm coming for you. If you got one, I'm coming for you. Um, we're also on social media, uh, Twitter and Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at H H I B K H podcast. I'm on Twitter and Katie's on Instagram. <laughs> not, not Amazon. I need sleep so bad, so bad. All right. Okay. Until next time, haunt her. I barely know her or any of those moist octopus skeleton things. Shut (laughs) up.